is Mike Opperman with Bova News with another Bova News chat, and we're here with Joel Pankowski with Arm & Hammer. How's it going today, Joel? Going well, Mike. How about you? Uh, not too bad. So this year especially, uh, we've had fairly tight margins on dairies, uh, higher feed costs, and uh, I would say marginal uh, milk costs. How are you advising producers to kind of navigate through those tight margin waters? It's a great question, especially going into 2022. Um, we're starting to get reports from around the Great Lakes stakes relative to corn silage harvest. Um, first thing I'll tell you, it seems to be uh, consistently variable and it's uh, consistently much earlier than normal. So if you are sticking to the normal calendar, you probably missed the window. And uh, we're starting to look at things relative to dry matters and digestibilities that are a little concerning. Now, the good news is majority of the corn is reporting in as heavier in grain. So energy should be uh, decent. The starch value should be decent, but it adds a lot of variability to the fermentation of the corn silage. Uh, and that's really what we got to talk about relative to managing variability when feeding stuff out. Uh, looking at things we could do to mitigate um, mycotoxins, for instance, uh, inconsistent fermentation due to the fact that we may have dry pockets in some of our piles. Um, and then looking at pathogens that may arise due to that inconsistent fermentation. So um, a couple solutions at Arm & Hammer that, that, we would, uh, that we would talk to producers about, um, all under the guise of uh, reducing variation and then also managing feed costs from the perspective of trying to get as much out of that forage as possible, trying to reduce the amount of feed that we'll have to purchase. Um, but, but it's going to be a challenge because the digestibilities are a little variable, um, and that's going to be downstream variability in, in production and then profitability. Uh, cows don't like variability. They like consistency. So how do you manage that in the rumen to make sure that you're not throwing cows off with that variability? Yeah, again, there's tools available to producers. A timely question this time of year. I mean, should be using an inoculant of some type to drop that pH. May want to look at a, a second generation type inoculant that not only drop, drop the pH, but then also uh, put some pathogen mitigation in there. Um, the other thing that we talk about relative to, to rumen efficiency is things we can do uh, in the rumen to increase gut health and resiliency. Um, again, some of these newer generation Bacillus subtilis technologies, not only will they uh, help with the fermentation of the feeds, but then as they're, they're fed as direct uh, fed microbials, um, we, we can mitigate Clostridia, Salmonella, and E. coli strains. Uh, improve gut health and resiliency, but then also we see shifts in the, uh, the amount of fibrolytic uh, bacteria that are produced in a room. And so the bottom line is if we can get that group of bugs to have an advantage, uh, we'll get more out of this variable corn silage in 2022. So really the bottom line is a producer should be able to weather the storm, right? If they use, use the right technologies and right products to, to make it through and, and um, don't and, and, and manage that those feed costs accordingly to improve efficiencies. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think uh, one thing COVID's taught us is that there's uh, multiple ways to get the job done, and uh, I think there's going to be uh, newer conversations that are going on in these dairies with nutritionists than maybe what we've seen in the past 15, 20 years. I mean, doing what we used to do probably isn't going to work 
as consistently. So yeah, there's you got to be open to new technologies. We have to be open to conversations revolving around marginality. Um, the whole idea of spending a nickel to make 15 cents um, is a good thing, um, as opposed to the conversation, I don't want to spend a nickel at all. Um, so the folks that are open to doing that and trying some new things that are well proven with good science, um, yeah, I think they're going to have a decisive advantage in managing that variability. Uh, well proven with good science, that's uh, pretty key, right? Because there's a lot of me too's and, and wannabes out there that might be not um, uh, truthful or selling the, the right products for the specific solution. Yeah, I, you know, I hate to sound cliche and steal a slogan from Missouri, but you know, show me is the question I always tell producers. Um, when, they, when they have a conversation or uh, a nutritionist uh, has a conversation with a, with, a, with a vendor, so to speak, you know, show me their peer-reviewed research, show me where you've actually done it in cows in a large enough scale that, it's, it's, it, that it can be applied to a general population. Um, because the people that do it right in this industry spend a lot of money uh, to do that research and to prove those things. Um, it's a lot more costly to run a good research program than it is to run a good marketing department. That's a great point. Uh, well, certainly we hope that um, everybody stays safe out there when they're, when they're harvesting their corn and silage and so forth. And, and thank you, Joel, for, for your time today and your insights. Appreciate the opportunity, Mike. Thanks. You bet. Well, this has been Mike Opperman with uh, Boba News and another Boba News chat. <laughs>